Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, could find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark High and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode, we are asking the question, what do we do if we don't feel like a Christian? This is actually a question that kind of has come up in our Facebook group that we've had of just, I don't really feel like a Christian. What type of assurance can I have? So Fuller, you ready to have this conversation? Let's go. Let's go. What's up, good sir, Mr. Lobster Face? Your your buddy here screwed it all up, and now we're lagging again. If you look at our monitor, see the vocals don't match up with the video. But I again. wore I wore a specific shirt for you, today's episode you for did. our YouTube family. You I did. wore a soccer jersey from Peru that Joe Frerich sent to me. Wow. I was like, buddy, I need a Peruvian soccer jersey. And it's an interesting cut because it makes my arms look big because it's really tight. It's a little short, no, which is fine. No, boy, no, short, no, and it covers it, up my gut, so it's nice. It doesn't make your arms look big, bro. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to Planet Sorry. Fitness, though, bro. Planet Fitness is where but it's at. Either way, I am wearing this soccer jersey for two reasons. Number one is just because I love Joe, I love Kimberly, and I miss them a lot. So I wanted to remember you guys and say thank you for this. But second, did you know, Fuller, that RTC is officially sponsoring a Peruvian football club? I did know that. <laughs> It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? It's so weird. It, it, it wasn't even on purpose, man. It was it, not on it purpose. It wasn't, but it's still cool. It's so cool. Like, And so if you guys are part of the Facebook group, you guys would know this. But a while back, we shared in the Facebook group that Joe and Kimberly posted this post about trying to raise some funds for literally just basic soccer equipment for the kids. Because right. they started a, like, what would... In, in our terms here in America, we would call it a travel league team, but down there it's actually, it's, it's life, but it's literally a travel league team. It's like an yes, academy level right. team. Sure. And, but these are, you know, again, kids that are come from, from very poor places. Um, I, I wouldn't call it remote villages, but just, just a lot more of a, they, they come from poverty. Let's just put it that way. And yeah. so for them to buy cleats or shin guards or uniforms, they, they gotta, literally they cannot money. do that. They, they, they can't do it. So Joe and Kim are like, Hey, if you, if any guys can support any way, cool, go for it. And so Beth and I just sent down a little bit of money and he's like, Hey, how about this? Y'all want to put your RTC logo on the uniform? And I said, yes, as long as it's not in the middle. So normally on soccer jerseys, you have like a big one on the chest, which is the primary oh, sponsor. That- yeah. And then there's the sleeve. Right. And you uh, just wanted the little sleeve. I, just, I didn't want anything because I'm like, I don't, <laughs> it was supposed to be a don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing situation. But you just let everybody know. I know because we, we're sponsoring a Peruvian soccer team. Now our logo is going to be on a Peruvian soccer team's <laughs> we're, jersey we're, we're on inter, the sleeve. We're international. <laughs> we are international. We're, we're not international superstars. No. By any first person imagination. But our logo is international. It, it, is, now. it is not. <laughs> so either way, I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Joe and Kimberly down in Peru and just say it is. This is stupid cool that we are <laughs> accident not really accidentally joe set it up but 
RTC's logo will be on a Peruvian soccer team's jersey. Yep. And and basically more people and they're they're a Christian organization. They are mm-hmm. a Christian club, so they want to have Christian based sponsors. Right. So man, who knows? Maybe we got some new listeners down there in Peru that have found out about this show because of this. That's cool. Can I just point out I'm a little, still a little flustered over the whole Evernote thing? I know we just <sighs> talking about Dude, well, that. we 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 rec- we sorry. started recording late because you got for lack of better words, screwed over. Well, not only that, but we have some exciting news, which let's see here. We have, yeah, yeah, it should be out now. <laughs> well, it should be coming out. So on June 20 or July 22nd, 23rd, that's like, not June, July no. 22nd, 23rd. Your boys over here got invited to come to a music festival beow, beow, beow. and host some interviews and t- give talks and just be a part of this music festival with some, uh, some pretty big, uh, Pretty big headliners Who there. Who are huh? these big headliners? Well, uh, one of them is I am they. Yeah, right? I believe they're on Friday night. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know second. the set list yet. And then we're uh, recording this NMA, so yes. we just found out like five minutes ago. Yes, we just got off the the business call. Yep. But keep so, going. So I am Day is going to be there. Who's the other guy? Jordan Felice yeah. is going to be yeah, there he's too. Gonna be there. He's Saturday. Yep. He's and, then there's, Saturday. and then there's a bunch of other smaller bands that are regional and then some other ones that are up and coming in, in the Christian music world. But it's going to be awesome. We're going to be at a festival having conversations, doing some teaching time. And doing what's that some festival travels. called for those that are kind of semi local? Um, good luck pronouncing it, but it's I think it's Getty. And Getty. and Getty Music Festival. So it's it's an hour north of us. I've never so heard of this, which is awesome. We're going to start putting this. I mean, by the time you guys are hearing this now, we've probably already put it out there in Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that, that we're going to be there. Um, but it's E-N space G-E-D-I Festival and Getty, right? And Getty? Does that sound about right? I'm going to say it with confidence. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. <laughs> so and Getty stands for Spring of the King is, is what I'm looking for. It's an oasis and nature reserve in Israel located west of the Dead yeah, Sea. I think it's En Gedi. Yeah, I'm I'm actually curious now that I'm looking at this. The Springs here have been... Yeah, I'm curious to know where the name came from. Yeah. Well, so it's cool, though, right? So while you're looking at that and wondering... Oh, oh this is the oasis where David and his men were, were famished and like the oasis showed up. Nice. So this is where God provided for them and it served as restoration to their bodies, minds, and spirits. Yeah. And they experienced God provision in a barren desert at the lowest place on earth. So the cool thing about it is, right, these yeah. guys just started this ministry... Well... A handful of years ago. The, five years the, ago? The dad's been pastoring for a long time, right? Yep. But mm-hmm. uh, um, the ministry and Getty... Uh, it's actually a campground, and they're hosting. You know, they own the campground, and then they host this music music festival. They've been doing it since 2018, um, and then I think was did he say 2018 or 2019? They had Sanctus Real last year. They had Mandisa. two years ago. Sanctus Real last year was Mandisa, and now they've got I and they. Uh, and Jordan Feliz, Feliz, Jordan Feliz, Jordan Feliz. Yeah. So if so, you're if you're from the Southwest South, Michigan, Southwest South, Michigan, Southern Michigan, Northern Indiana, I would even say Midland Michigan, or Midland, really if you just want to travel a couple hours from the Midwest, right? Because they have camping spots you can actually go it's a and camp. It's a campground. You can camp there and enjoy the entire weekend. Uh, and I think it's twenty dollars a day. I think for the tickets per ticket, and then I forget what the cost is. I looked it up. What the cost is to stay at the campground. Um, 
but yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, July 22nd, 23rd. Um, we'll start shooting out those details. It's going to be a good time. We're actually going to uh, open it up and sit down with people, have little interview conversations with people, and that content will be rolling out as well. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to air those as quickly as possible. I'm hoping, right? We might if we can if we have cell phone service out there. Yeah, that's that's a good question. <laughs> or if they have good Wi-Fi that we can hook up. But to. if you want to know more about this festival and how you can hang out with us, the easiest way is go to e like n getty e n g e d i musicfest.com you can also look them up at facebook and i think they they give all that information on facebook you can just type in the search bar and get or it. send us a message we'll put it in the facebook group like just I said, let we'll, us know we're going to start uh, advertising for it because we're going to be there and i think they said something about they're going to throw our logo on on some advertisement Dude, and I'm all, like, this, all sorts of stuff so yeah so moving rtc on up. <laughs> i don't I, is it moving up or is it more the fact of it's just fun. It's just fun, dude. I'm geeking out about this. To have real I'm, conversations with real life people. And speaking of that, we've been having a lot of real life conversations with you guys, both on Instagram. We started a war with the best fast food, but we've been having a whole lot of fun over in that Facebook group, oh, man. So much that fun. thing grows every single day. And literally, it's just a place where people can ask their own questions. We've had people create friendships inside of the group that it's were awesome. never been connected before right. at all. And there's a, there's a lot of fun questions. Well, there's, Don't some, get me there's, wrong. A, there's some mentorship. Yep. being formed there too. I mean, it's just all around. It's going to be. It's, it's awesome. designed for you to be the RTC community. Where step, I don't even step out, but more so make yourself known and find that community. Because something right. that we've talked about a lot is we want to be the vitamin to the supplement to actually being part of the church. Like right. we are not the church. Right. We are just another learning opportunity that you guys have to keep your mind focused on Jesus. But the group is another extra step you can take. Right. And we put in the group like, Hey, so here's something like I, I made a quick little graphic for social media, you know, and I was like, Hey, is there anything else you want to add? And one person said, yeah, I actually get positive stuff on my Facebook newsfeed. Now. Yeah. That was awesome to see and that. Sa and Sabrina, our girl, Sabrina, she said, yep, I agree. So if you are not joined it yet, the easiest, easiest way is go to our Facebook page, real talk Christian podcast group, click group, click the group and answer the questions if you answer the questions which literally is just yes and then where you listen to from and you, read the rules read the rules read the rules please read the rules please. you automatically get put in like yes. you, you we don't it's even easy. need to prove it so no. yeah but so we've been having a lot of fun growing this community yeah. man every day more more added so it it's is awesome. so much fun dude Anyways, let's jump on because we're at 10 minutes Ooh, already. Speaking of words that we say a lot, you say anyways when it's time for a segue. Anyway. <laughs> it's not just me and my voice All cracking. Right, I'm going to say anywho. <laughs> anywho, let's not talk about meatloaf. Let's what are we doing Let's not talk next? about meatloaf because meatloaf is off the table, but it's on the table for him. Yep. Off the table for us. It's on the menu. We're gonna do a some. We're gonna do a throwback to Ooh. Would You Rather's. We're doing Would You Rather's. Yeah, why Ooh. not? So we're gonna do. I wasn't ready for this. We're gonna do a couple Would You Rather's real fast. Then we'll jump into the coffee and review, and then we'll dive into the yeah, conversation. Yeah, so in, I'm going deep. Be able to read minds or be able to see into the future. Ooh. Both both sound awful. No, I think it sounds awesome. No, because I care too much about what people think, and I don't know what I don't really want to know what you really think. I'm gonna say see into the future. Or, oh, but think about this: if we can read minds, our marriages could be so. Oh, you know what? Yeah, we're going to read minds. Not, not the fact that Janelle and Beth have any issue, more the fact that your boys are dumb. Yeah, we so, just we don't hear very well, so we're hoping yeah, that we by dumb. reading minds, we can actually. But understand I don't want to see into the future because have you seen that Nicolas Cage movie where like he would go into the future and then go back and forth? Was that and sixty he can, seconds? Uh, gone in 60 seconds? No, no, that's the, no, that's no, the no, other not one. gone in 60 I think it was 60 seconds or 30 seconds or something like that. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, all I know is like that was, was that movie seconds. was actually phenomenally trippy. It, it was awesome. Anyway, right, so, so here we go. Next question. All right, I'm ready. All right, 57% said be able to read minds. 43% said see into the My future. My answer is neither. 
I don't want I, either I'm one. With, I'm going with the read minds. I don't want for, either one. Just for the aspect of the wife. Yeah, me too. To, be, I, okay. to, to know yeah. that, hey, she, I can hear her. I can hear her when she goes, you're not listening. I'm like, okay, I'm not listening. I think Beth would be like, I don't want you to read my mind sometimes. Probably. Anyways, all right, next one. Uh, wake up having mastered the language of your choice Ooh. or wake up having mastered the instrument of your choice. 100% instrument. In- 100% <laughs> instrument. I, well, maybe you should do language. <laughs> you could say six. Shut up. <laughs> 65% say language. 35% really? say instrument can, choice. Can my voice be my instrument? Because I always wish I could sing. Oh, I oh, You cool. can't sing. No. I'm off. Anyways, let's do one more. One All more. right. Uh, eat only human remains for the rest of your life uh, or starve to death. I'll starve to death. Thank you very much. Can, can, can we do one more? I don't want to end it on this. All right, we'll do one more. Starve we'll, to death. All right, yeah. So 50 50. Holy cow, you cannibals, cannibals out, there. <laughs> out there. I feel very uncomfortable right. right now. Very last one. Okay, no, okay. Know everyone's name, but not their personality, or Ooh. never know everyone's personality, but not their name. We've done this one before because I remember having the same mental gymnastics that I'm doing right now. No, I think it was a little, like, I don't, was a little I, bit like, different. I, already, I already stink at people's names. Yeah, to me, I'd rather know their personality so I know how to approach them. Yeah. I would too. I'd rather know everyone's personality than their name. Because then I could say, "Hey, I'm horrible with names, but uh, it's good to see you again." Hey, and, you know, can you just put a name tag on? Just yeah. put a name tag yeah, on, right. please. So, all right, uh, thirty hey. percent said know their names, but not their personality. Seventy percent said know their personality and not their. I love it. Well, name. dude, so the coffee we're drinking. This is the second so, type of coffee we drink. That we are already. We're two. Co- we're two cups deep. I don't know if anybody could tell, but we're pretty caffeinated hey. right now. And I got a nap after work, so I'm like really hyped. You got a you got a nap. I got, I got a nap. I had to discipline some kids. Yeah, but well. so we did something a little. Di- oh, we didn't break it down. So I was in St. Joe, Michigan, partially because Beth and I were trying to have a quick little day away. And I was like, "Hey, Fuller, should we go to Niles or St. Joe?" And you're like, "St. Joe." So we went to St. Joe. Right. Um. Or no, no, it was New Buffalo, not Niles. Why would Why would we go to Niles for a day date? It was either New Buffalo or, yeah, right, or, or, St. or Joe. St. Joe. And Niles yeah, all these is little rocking, shops. No, I don't know what you're talking about. And there's this new type of coffee that's designed for camping where everything is biodegradable. And what coffee beans anyways are, you know, like good right, for the soil because yeah, right, like Starbucks yeah. gives it away. Sure. But the idea is, is to have good fresh coffee for a pour over because you cook it over a campfire, then you, you know, just throw out the remains. We bought a latte version of that. It was all right. Where it comes with espresso and you do the pour over, then you add... A, it was kind of it was it was like milk and arto- sugar it was so very artificially artificial. yeah I I don't know if I I think I would have enjoyed it more without that yeah and they had just coffee but I'm like we gotta try the latte because well, the coffee's we, coffee we you know to, we, we do, do it coffee. all the way around and I think if you take out and don't use those packets but you put like maybe a little heavy cream or something like that in there I think it'd be the the, the, the espresso was pretty good very good so but there's this I thought it'd be really cool to try these little coffee we're literally I mean you saw this paper and you literally just Pop it yeah. open, rip it open, and it put it on your it cup. Straddles your cup ledges, the and only, then you pour the water the over it. The only thing I didn't like is that you had to sit there and pour it like for an American cup. You had to like pour it like six eight, to eight times. Eight times is like all right. My arm's getting tired now. Anyway, so you went there. We went yep. to the uh, as people on Facebook probably saw, or at least on our group. Uh, we went to the Ark Encounter. Yeah, and the we were in Indianapolis when you guys were down there. So we were in Kentucky and Indiana and Ohio, and we went to this place in. Uh, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, called the Funny Farm Coffee Company. The, and it's, dude, is it an actual farm or just coffee? It's a coffee house. And, but the guy roasts his own coffee and it's like pretty fresh stuff. Like he had just roasted this like a week prior or like a couple days prior to us going. Um, and so we're drinking the Guatemalan blend right now. Uh, and it was roasted on the 10th. Is that it? Of May. Right there. Uh, yes, that's it. Funnyfarmcoffee.com. Yep. Yeah. Really good coffee. Huh. 
It was literally 800 feet from our hotel. There's a double tree that we'd stayed at. And the crazy thing down. is, okay, so we're drinking the coffee right now. It is phenomenal. It is good. I would Very say good. this is a this is a good vacay coffee because it, it, it's it's it not. Is. It, it's it's bright, but it's also very full. It's, it's very full, full body. It's full body. Yep. Yep. Full. And I haven't drank a full body in a while like full this. Full body. But uh, I know you like that. Like but, my belly. There you go. <laughs> um, but you got this bag for stinking cheap. Yeah, we got it pretty cheap. Yeah. Like cheaper than a so Walmart if, coffee. If you places. look, if you look at their oh. price on, oh, you already clicked out of it. But if you go back into it, I think it's like thirteen twenty five on the internet. These were discounted down to like five ninety nine or six ninety nine or something like that because we were in store. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine for uh, Colombian. I don't know. It's the Guatemalan. They don't have even the Guatemalan on there, do they? Nope. Yeah. So. So yeah, you're paying anywhere from thirteen to eighteen bucks so a pretty, bag online. Pretty standard. Like you I bought mean, it for five bucks at the store. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good stuff. So especially for five dollars. Anyways, I mean, if I'm drinking five dollars. I'm thinking. There's my anyways again. Also, did you know that they don't have five dollar footlongs anymore? I know it's so disappointing. You I, can do it with the coupon, but you have to buy two. There's coupons. Oh, you don't get subway coupons. Did no? Yeah, yeah, we get them like every couple of weeks. Dude, dude they come in that one little like the paper. Yeah. Yes. Beth, start saving See. the papers now. See, that's been our hit. Subway's been Subway. Our hit. I think they got Burger King, Hardee's, like all the staple fast food places have coupons in there. Anyways, so let's dive in. I said, anyways, again, you're right. I do say that a lot. You do. I'm I never noticed in. that. Uh, <laughs> Things we learned because of the Facebook group, but the review comes from Big Red VTX four stars, which I appreciate that. Four, you're being I appreciate honest. That. Watch the probably gonna be like, oh, sorry, I meant to hit five stars. <laughs> but but you know, I but but you here's know the deal though. Right. I would Keep rather just... someone be honest and be like, right. yeah, it's four to five. Like four yeah. to five is so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh heck yeah. Or it's even if good. it's one, I'd rather be honest about it. But this is I, I like this guy. I really like this guy. And I <laughs> actually I'm wondering if I know who he is. But it says, I really enjoy your show. I have uh I have just recently got into listening to podcasts. So much in the world today is not fit for uh for our or children's ears. Ours or our children's ears. This I can listen to without worry. Thanks, Mark with a C and Fuller. I'm a big dude too. Or big dud too. I don't know if it's dude or dud, but know. it says dud. But this is from Eric with a C. Mark with a C <laughs> to Eric, with, Eric a with a C. And I'm here for it. So, Eric, we want to send you a mini swag bag, man. So reach out to us. We have Janiel covering all that. So stuff actually gets shipped out real good. Well, actually, you were doing some, too. You was doing some. Well, I put the bags together and write down the addresses, and then she goes and takes it down. By, by the way, we got some... Uh, we'll talk about it after, after we grow. Anyways, let's move in. <laughs> But either way, Eric with a C, send us a DM on Facebook or Instagram or email. Or email or text. Gmail.com or 574 500 Just get us your contact info. We will get a mini swag bag in the mail. And if you want a free Lifeway CSB Bible, not study Bible, just normal CSB Bible, and you would love to have a Bible so you don't have one, we want to send one to you for completely free as if, well. If you need it. If you need one. If yep, you need it. 100%. So reach out to us also if you are in need of a Bible. Do we do all the housekeeping things? I think so. We're ready Fantastic, to dive in. Fantastic. Almost I'm 20 a, minutes in. I'm already tired, so this is going to be a fun Tired. Night. I'm like, oh, like, ah, let's go. I'm it's ready to work It's been a long week, out. homie. Right. So today we're talking about what do I do if I do not feel like a Christian? All right. So set this up for us. All right. So go, go, go. So in the Christian life, there's ebb and flows of feeling like you're on fire for Jesus, which I know we both have experienced that being on fire for Jesus, or the opposite, you feel far from God. From feeling like you're following in Jesus' steps to then feel like sin is actually winning in your life. 
feeling like you're honoring God, but then all of a sudden you're feeling like you're letting God down. And if you feel like this, you are actually not alone. I brought a stat with me. I brought a stat in a long what? time with me. So this stat is from Barna, Barna Research, which is like the yeah. premier Christian research agency. Are they Christian? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Barna, Barna Research Group is. They're powered by uh, um, Gabe Lyons, the guy who wrote um, Unchristian. From like in the in the late thousands, that was like revolutionary. The fact of like uh, what the world actually is becoming an unchristian nation and what sure. that actually means. Sure. And then he wrote another follow up of the next Christian. So mm. I think he's the one behind Barna. Gotcha. Um, and the guy whose last name who started was also name is Barna. Um, but anyway, two thirds of Christians face doubt in some way, shape, or form. So two out of three Christians. 66.6666666667% of Christians experience doubt in some way, shape, or form. Now, granted, a lot of times I would say this is probably talking about more doubt in general. Like, is there a God? Is there a, something greater than this? Is mm. Was Jesus actually real? Like, there's so many ways you can describe, you know, quote unquote doubt. But I think it points to the fact that Christians are actually struggling in the Christian life of answering the tough questions hmm. of not just, is there a God, but yes, I believe there's a God, but I'm having doubts maybe that I'm even saved. And so the fact of the, of the matter is if you listener feel like, okay, I feel far from God. I, I trusted Jesus as my savior, maybe when I was like 10, but it's been like 10 years and I just don't feel like it. Can I lose my salvation? All these questions start to come up when we're wrestling with right. doubt and emotion. And, and a lot of times it's because of, we're not connected or plugged into a body or we're sinning or we just feel in a valley, mm -hmm. you know, but at, at the end of the day, Oh, there it is. <laughs> dang it. I was trying not, uh, but, but at the end of the day, there's so many Christians out there who doubt in some way, shape or form. And I know we've covered the topic of doubt in the past and, yeah. and we'll link yeah. that in the show notes, but today we're specifically going to talk about the question of what do I do when I don't feel like a Christian? So before we even jump into some laying some groundwork, I got a question for you, my dude. Have you ever asked yourself this question before? Which one? Um, the the one we're talking about. What do I do if I don't feel like a Christian? Oh, like, like, have you ever I, sat there and been like, man, I don't really feel like a Christian today. Am I actually saved? Like, have you ever actually experienced yes. oh, yeah. that? Many times. Ooh, is it often or like? No, well, not so much anymore, but. Okay. Uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. This is conversation. We're going to start with a conversation at the oh, beginning of the episode. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, so, you know, growing up, grew up a Christian household. Most, most of our listeners hopefully have heard episode one and kind of our background story. And we've talked about it throughout other podcasts, but grew up in a Christian household that wasn't so Christian at the time. Now, since then, my parents have come a long way, but it wasn't Which so is much. cool. It wasn't so much at the time. Um, and so, uh, it was very works based faith. Like you had to act a certain way or you weren't a Christian. It was, you know, that whole, uh, work out your salvation with, uh, fear and trembling like literally that was, that work was out it. your salvation. like that was it like you can lose your salvation all the time right so that was was that a fear you had as a kid all, all the time all the time like you screwed up yeah. well like oh, yes yeah. i guess uh, i'm not saved anymore yep oh yeah jesus is erasing my name put my name in erase my yeah, name new put name, name written down in pencil <laughs> was that tim hawkins that did maybe that? maybe I think it was tim hawkins i'm gonna claim it though you can't i'm pretty sure it was tim hawkins man Anyways, so uh, growing up, you know, I struggled with that and, and being that that was my upbringing in childhood and that was what I was taught, even into my adulthood years, um, I still felt that way. Even when I walked away from God, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm definitely not uh, following God here, so I'm definitely not a Christian anymore. And even though I love God and I trust God still. And, but did you care back then? Like when you uh, were walking away from God, did you oh, really yeah. care? Oh, there'd be so many times when I would be sitting with my other uh, friend at the time uh, and 
uh, we'd be smoking a joint or, or getting high off a bong or whatever and talking about Jesus. We love to talk about Jesus in the Bible and constantly while we were high. I mean, that was one of our favorite things to do, singing a music song, writing Christian music while we were high. Um, so definitely still okay. loved, loved God, just wanted to do my own thing, live in my sin, right? And so, uh, but I definitely didn't think I was saved at that point because of, of, well, the life I was living in. But even coming out of that and the first couple of years of marriage with Janiel, I still struggled back and forth of, oh, I'm not good enough for God. You know, I, I don't deserve this. I, I am not worthy of this. And how could God choose me? I'm just here and I probably won't make it. How do I know that I'll make it? How do I know, you know? And then it took God opening up the scriptures to me <laughs> to say, uh, I choose you. You don't choose anything. So you think you are or you aren't kind of thing. <laughs> and and that allowed me to become grounded and more secure in my faith of, hey, listen, uh, I love God. I know who God is. God has revealed himself to me through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through his church. Um, he would not have done that to me and would not have led my life the way it is now if I was not chosen by him. There's just what, there, what would be the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, I have a lot of security of, no, I, I've surrendered my life, and though I make mistakes, um, it doesn't mean that my name is erased out of the book of life, right? It means that, hey, I come back, I pick myself up, I say I'm sorry, and I move on. Confess. Right? and Yeah, confess, repent, whatever you want to call it. And, and you move on, right? Cause we're called to do that. We're commanded to do that. Um, but you, 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 you get back up and you keep running the race. Even though you stumble and fall, like Paul said, you know, it's, it's, it's a marathon, right? It's a race. You got to run the race. Well, um, you don't run any race when you fall and you just stay down. So, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I was expecting that answer actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, and this is something I, I would say, this is something that I probably struggle with more than I care to admit mm. in all honesty. Cause it's one of those things. For me, uh, let's let's back this up. I I love knowledge. Sure, I love reading, and I, actually, I don't love reading. I love what I get when I read. But you know, I love having mental gymnastics. I love doing this thing, which is funny because every time I'm like, when Beth asks me a question, I say, "Do you want mental gymnastics or do you want an answer?" And she goes, "No, I'll save that for Fuller." So, <laughs> so like with this conversation, though, you know, I I love to know. I love to study. I like to get in the weeds. I like to figure out, I like to split hairs. I like to figure out these little tiny, little teeny tiny nitty gritty things. Cause I think those are fascinating. Like it's almost like a scientist who they're like, yeah, I can study the big picture, but I like to go into the molecular. I like to right. go into the protein samples. Sure. I like to look at these little tiny atoms and figure out how these little things are good. Cause it's part of the whole big picture. And I would say that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tend to have an area of focus that my brain kind of just kind of hangs out in. Mm. And right now it's the question of complementarian versus egalitarian in mm. the church with with that. And then also asking the question of, okay, so there's all these other religions out there in the world. If someone came to me and said, why is Christianity the one that's correct versus not? How does that work? And did ethics come from Christianity or did ethics come from just the world? Like, mm. those are just questions I think about all, all this thing mm-hmm. time. And so, and I tend to get myself tripped up in those. But, you know, the gospel and following Jesus, yes, there is a mental side because you have to know and understand what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading through a book right now that's talking about that of, yes, you have to know the facts of what the gospel is. You have to understand sin. You have to understand salvation. You have to understand God's holiness. You have to understand God's love and God's, you know, mercy, but then also God's wrath and just like, you have to understand Mm -hmm. all these things. Right. 
And so there's a mental element to it, but it's not how much you know is what gets you into heaven because the Bible says even the demons, yo, the demons were chilling with Jesus back in the day. Like the Jesus, like like the demons in well, they Satan weren't, they weren't, looked at Jesus. They weren't chilling with them. <laughs> no, they weren't chilling. They were supposed to be worshiping. They were they were there, but they weren't chilling. But that's what I mean. Like they, but but the demons know Jesus, right. and still yet they are going to be separated from God. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I always have this battle all the time of you know what? I don't always feel like a Christian. I know what's truth, and I believe it to be truth. I struggle sometimes with elements of the truth and i'm like okay is this actually truth or am are are there things in my own personal beliefs that aren't necessarily in the bible but it just fits into my my mental construct and so i struggle with that a lot but it's more the fact of you know following jesus yes there's a mental element but there's a lot more of you know allegiance to jesus and having faith in what he did and and knowing what the atoning death of jesus Mm -hmm. paid for and putting your faith and trust in that Mm -hmm. that's what that's what it is. And, and we'll talk about this because before it get in this conversation, you know, someone says, I don't just feel like a Christian. Well, we have to go back to, okay, well, what is, you know, being saved mean? What does the gospel actually mean? What is faith? What is saving faith? How do works play into this? Like, these are all questions that I think are baselines of these conversations. Right. So once we can set the baselines, we can move forward in that. Sure. But a personal struggle for mine, I, I honestly feel this a lot is the fact of, you know, Okay, I know all about it, but I don't really feel like following Jesus today. Like, I, like to be honest, that's something I'm working with with even Neil, um, my counselor, is the fact of what's hindering me from wanting to mm. just read my Bible or wanting to pray. Not the fact that I know I should and that I tell people they should, but me personally, what's stopping me from wanting to have that relationship? Because, you know, when I was teaching every single week as a pastor, I had to study the Bible. I was paid to do it. Whereas for now, it's more around the lines of, do I want to do it just because I want to have communion with the Father? Well, and and part of that, right, it's a problem that's been throughout. This coffee's really good. I think it's been throughout all of Christian history, different aspects of it, but is distraction, Mm, right? mm -hmm. So in the modern day, we have a lot of technology that distracts us. No. Uh, No. A lot of wars, a lot of everything else that distracts us these days, especially in America. Uh, I'm guilty of it. You've admitted before you're guilty of it, that we get distracted by the Instagram, the Facebook, the, the YouTube, the whatever, you know, the whatever. Yeah. Whatever is your fix, right? Maybe it's looking up Pinterest stuff. I I, I don't know. Whatever. You just spend more time. Yeah, that's, that. that's still a thing. That is a thing. But, uh, <laughs> maybe you're still tweeting the Elon Musk. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what a lot of it is that distraction aspect of we get distracted right and so mm-hmm. when our minds are focused on whatever is in front of us which is is proven and shown through scientific research that it's kind of mind numbing right you kind of lose track well, it's of a drug and, yeah it's dopamine hits. Yeah, right exactly so um so we can get lost in that and and i think that takes some of that desire away i think our spiritual status like oh. how we feel do we feel connected with God? I think that has a lot to do with, do I want to pray? Do I want to read the Bible? Um, sometimes, man, it's just bad habits that you got to break too. You know, sometimes you just got to get in the habit of, Hey, I'm dedicating this time. Well, like, it's no same social as, media, no TV, no radio. Well, no same podcast. as like going to the gym. Do you really want to go to the gym? No, no. no. Well, how do you go to the gym? You walk in. Yeah, you have to. It. You have to force yourself some days. And so, it's like, uh, so I, I, I've talked about this in the podcast with even going to church, right? There's some weeks I don't feel like going to church. And if it wasn't for my wife going, no, we need to go to church. I'm like, all right. And I'll go to church even now. 
every once in a while, I'm like, ah, I just really want to stay home and relax and rest. I'd rather take a nap than that have to get up. Because you work hard, hustle, bro. Do all the well, everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people that work well, hard right. than me, but get up and do all the hustle and bustle of Sunday morning. Get to church on time and then come back and you eat lunch. You put the kids down for a nap and you got to take them back to Awana at night. I mean, it's just a lot on a Sunday, right? So I was like, ah, you know, I'd rather just take the kids to Awana at night. <laughs> but it's those times where you, you know, your spouse or or whatever is going to kind of force you into like, oh, well, not even force you, but kind of prod you to go. And then you're like, oh, I'm really glad I came. Because usually that's when God really, like on a Sunday morning, the mornings I don't want to go, mm-hmm. kind of fighting the spirit on going, yep. are the mornings that are like, bam, it's like way out there, like everything that I need to hear. And I feel like that's a lot of the time in our personal studies and our prayer life that those are the times we actually need that that prodding, oh, I should really do this. And then you're like, ah, I don't really want to do this. And so um, – there's a lot of things that we have to battle with, right, in order to to get that. And, and one of them is exactly what we're. I don't feel like a Christian. I don't feel like I'm saved. I don't. I don't feel like I'm good enough. And that's a huge one that keeps a big separation from us and the Word of God and prayer, right? Mm-hmm. As human beings, us as human beings, um, if if I didn't feel like we were friends, right? If I didn't feel that way, okay. I, I wouldn't reach out to you in a text or a call. Or want to hang out because I didn't feel like we were friends. But knowing that we're friends, I feel like, oh, I could text Mark at any point in time and he'll get back to me when he can. Or vice versa, you know, and, and it goes back and forth and we build that relationship that yep. way. But if we had that feeling of, uh, I don't feel like I des- like I feel like I'm not worthy enough to be Mark's friend, then then it would put a barrier in between us though, right? It would. And so that's kind of why we're talking about what we're talking about tonight. So, yeah, so I think we need to lay the baseline. But I say, yeah, before we jump too far ahead, I say let's lay the baseline. And the baseline kind of is, is it's all wraps up, I would say, in four different questions. All right. And the questions are what is the gospel? Then what is faith? Because we have to talk about just what faith is. Sure. And then how do you come to what's what Christians now call saving faith? Is and is even is there a difference? Sure. And then how do works then play into our faith? Mm. So uh, simply put, honestly, we need a, a web like part of the webpage or the website. We need a gospel webpage on our website. I, I probably it'd be nice if we knew someone who could do that. Dang, I, I really wish. Uh... We knew somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to do. But so simply put, um, the gospel. You know, I don't want to make the gospel too complicated or too convoluted. So I'm just going to read this little paragraph that I typed up the other day. It's based on something that is, it's called the three circles. Like there was like, you know, the Romans road of how you lead salvation. I but still am a Romans road guy. Yeah, I know you is. I know you is. I, I like the three circles because it makes sense in my mind. So basically well, Romans road is just scripture. <laughs> You're just true. reading the scripture. That's true. And that's what this is too, just in a little bit different. So here's what the gospel is. And the reason why I like it is because it starts in a different place. It doesn't start with our sin, but it starts with the fact that God, if you, and there's no circles. So if you're curious about what the circles are, I'll have to show you later what the circles are. Um, it's but, a circle of life. Basically. So what is the, the, the circle of the gospel. So what is the gospel? Simply put, God created a perfect world. Sin messed up that perfect world and caused the brokenness that we see around us, including the brokenness in our lives. That brokenness separates creation from God, including us and all of creation from God. Jesus, the son of God, which is son of by title, not by birth. I want to make sure we get that in there. So Jesus, son of God, stepped out of heaven and took on the form of a human. He lived the perfect life that we never could, died the death that we deserve, and rose again from the dead and descended into heaven. We see that in Philippians 2. We see that in Colossians 3. And then we see that literally at the end of all the Gospels and then into Acts. Um, And then he descended to heaven. One day, Jesus will come back. 
restore God's creation. But until then, those who trust and follow Jesus are adopted into God's family and are called to live lives that honor God. So basically, we had a, like, like I said, a perfect world, sin messed it up. Jesus stepped into the brokenness to fix the brokenness. And now we're able to recover and pursue God because of what Jesus did for us. Like so, that's what the good news of the gospel is. So have you ever heard of like the the... The, the mountains, the two mountains with the bridge in between that whole. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you can't like, so you, you can't God, just jump over. Well, or, no, there's two mountains, right? There was the right. world and there was God. Right. And there was a bridge that was made in the very beginning and sin came in and destroyed the bridge. And so Christ came down to become the new bridge so that we may now have. Cross back over right, into God. Have, where you have reconnection with God. Yeah. Right. So the the, the thing that, that I don't like about that, though, is and this is me getting real picky and against splitting hairs, is the fact of it's set up as two mountains with a bridge, whereas reality, we were one mountain. And then we walked away from that mountain because God took, cause you know, God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden, you know? Sure. But we didn't walk away. God separated us after the sin because of we sin. That's true. Like we chose to, well, Adam and Eve and now, and this is a, another split hairs of theology of how a sin passed down to us. But either way, we all sin and that separates us from God. Yeah, there is sin, and and it separates us. Yeah, and and <laughs> so the only way we can get back to God is through Jesus, and that's what the good news is. And I remember I posted a post on Instagram weeks ago, uh, and on, it always goes to Facebook too, where it was a quote from, uh, I think it was a quote from from Russell Moore. Was it that quote? Yeah. Or was it maybe it was a different one? But but basically remember. the idea is if the gospel is not good news to those who hear it, is it really the gospel? Because when mm. the angels came and proclaimed to the shepherds, this is going to be, you know, uh, we, we bring glad tidings of great joy. That'll be good news to all people. And if the gospel message that we're presenting to people is not good news, well, is it even the gospel? And new, the good news is the fact that we have a way to get back to news the news can be creation. good, but the way people take it cannot be good, right? That's true. We see the Pharisees didn't take it as good news when Jesus was proclaiming the good news, right? All right, the kingdom, right? When he was preaching kingdom, kingdom's at hand because he was there. And they're like, nah. It got so bad that he's like, you snakes and vipers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, what episode were we reading about where it was talking about the woe to use? Yeah. I don't remember which episode that I was. I don't remember which one that was. But, I mean, I mean, that's, that's you know, we can say good news, and it should be good news to people. Yes, it should be, but it's not always, t- especially this day and age, good news is not always good news to people. Like, Right. But at the end of the day, there it is again. Um, <laughs> the gospel is the good news that the sin yes. is sin causes the brokenness that we are separated from God, but Jesus stepped into humanity. He took up residence with us. That's John one always been, always will be, but he took up residence with us and did what none of us could do to restore that fellowship. So we can be adopted into God's family, but also be forgiven of the sins that we have done. So we can stand before a holy God. Right? Like that's the gospel. That's the good news. So the question then is how do we become adopted into God's family? How can we refine forgiveness and receive mercy for what we have done wrong how can we stand before the creator god like how do we do that and the bible says that's where faith comes in and so what is faith hebrews 11 1 through 3 says now csb translation by the way now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen for by this our ancestors were approved by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of god so that what is seen was made from the things that are not visible. So faith is the reality of it says what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen. Mm-hmm. So faith is simply knowing enough 
and seen enough to know that, okay, what I can't see, I can trust God with the rest of it. Right. So then the question is, is okay, so what is saving faith? And I'll connect all the three together. But saving faith, Romans 10, 9 through 13 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord all richly bless, oh, sorry, back up. Because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So saving faith is knowing what Jesus did and it's also knowing, like, I know what Jesus did. I don't exactly what's know what's to know. I don't exactly know what's going to happen in the future. So I'm going to have faith because of what I've already seen and witnessed and experienced and read in the scripture and go, okay, I can trust Jesus in the future as well. But it's it's beyond that, right? Because your faith doesn't it doesn't save you, right? Because salvation comes from justification, which is all God, right? Right. So. The justification part, it's its we're saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves. It's, it's a, a gift, gift of God. It's a gift from God, right? Mm-hmm. So it's through faith. We, we we believe that faith comes, that we believe that that gift has been given, and we receive that gift. Right. That's what you're talking about. I just want to clarify Yeah, well, well, I would say it's it, a— it, it almost makes it sound like works-based faith when you're going, well, you receive, you confess, well, and, you, and that's you. And that's where the next question goes. So how does works play into it? Because I would say, like, you're, you're a lot more on the Calvinistic side than I am. Yes. In, in terms of when we get down to the nitty gritties sure, of the gospel sure. uh, of how salvation works, well, but we see in right here in Romans where we just take it as it is, where the fact of everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah, but that passage I just quoted also comes from Romans exactly as well, that's where so. that tension comes. <laughs> so you know, does does man go to God or does God call us? And the answer is well, yes, both, and yes, and, and we don't fully know how it plays out because you go to Romans eight at the ch- end of chapter eight. Into chapter nine, it talks about God chooses us, and without God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, we would never choose God. Hundred percent. So therefore, I mean, it's not us, right? Because God leads us and guides us into choosing Him. But but from us on the humanity side, we see, and this is where, which is where that justification and, is. And I want to go back him. into New Testament time a little bit, because like for us, when we hear, okay, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, which Lord literally means King. Like, if Lord is, like, he's the ruler, he's the king, I will follow him. It depends on how, I mean, because... Yahweh. Well, yes, but Lord, I mean, Sarah called Abraham Lord, so, and he wasn't the king. So get with with it. I'm just saying that it depends on how... Well, it's the rule. What the, right. What's the context, right? Right, but if you, if you break down the syntax of the Greek, if you break this one down, it's it's right. king basically. Like he's the Lord. Like make him yes. Lord of your life. Yes. So, but it says if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. So there's an element of believing your heart, and then there has to, and there's the action of confessing with your mouth. Confessing your mouth. What? Back in this time, when you confess that Jesus is Lord, you were literally saying that Caesar's not Lord. Jesus is Lord, which right. was literally a criminal. Right. Offense. You're serving a different king. You're serving a different. You're like you're, literally you're serving a different you, ruler. You're were, living for a different kingdom. And they were conquered nation at the time. So. And I don't think us here in America really, under, which we'll get to next week's conversation, which I'm real excited about. Um, should we just let them know what it is? Well, we, well, we can't. You talk about Jesus and the culture. Uh huh. Sure. Go for it. Well, this is your episode. <laughs> but what would Jesus look like in today's modern culture, and how right. would that play out? But, but I'm excited for that one. But in in the ancient time, that was literally them saying. I'm like, like Caesar's not Lord. 
Jesus is Lord. And today I think well, it's it's and it's that, not easy believism, but it's easier in America where there's land of the free home you of the brave remember, to say, Oh, Jesus is Lord. So this okay. is this is where the conflict came in, right? Because okay. uh in that culture, right, they took that as a treasonous act that they're starting a rebellion. Yep. And that's why the Romans came in and were squashing and persecuting the apostles. Right. That's the reason. That was the culture. But that's why this thing this scripture, this when Paul wrote this, this was such a huge thing, right? To it's say, huge. You're confessing. You're saying in front of everybody that, hey, I'm not serving Caesar. Caesar's not my king. Jesus Christ is my and king. And that's why baptism was a big deal. And that's why right. baptism was the was the verbal verbal confession of, I used to be this, but I'm now this. And I am walking in the way of, of Jesus, literally. So, I'm following Jesus and his kingdom, not right. living for this kingdom. And I think it'd be an interesting conversation of, do we bow down to different Caesars in today's day and culture? Oh, of course. Like, 100%. do we do we bow down to different cultural sides, whether you're on the left side or the right side, or this theology or that theology? Are we bowing down at the feet of other Caesars sure. rather than saying, Jesus is Lord, I want to live for his kingdom? Which is why I don't call myself a Calvinist. You just follow Jesus. I follow what, followers I, of the what, way. I, what I believe the Bible says, right? And so people go, oh, yeah, you line up more Calvinists, and it's like, okay. Like, yeah, I understand. I've, I've read the Calvinist theology, and... But I don't stick stake my claim on theology. I stake my claim on the Bible, which is what and what I see in the Bible. And if I'm wrong, then the Lord shows me, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, how many times have we talked about? Well, I've changed my thoughts on things because the Lord showed me. I, I don't I don't believe I was right. Now I we both have changed our thoughts on a lot of things. Yeah, it's, and that's a good thing, right? It's growth, right? Um, now we don't want to be wishy washy and tossed to and fro like a wave in the raging sea. But. No, but we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. In but, other words, we're trying to understand it. So this is where you know uh, when we're talking about uh, does God choose us? Do, do we choose God? Type of thing. Yep. Uh, in this scripture, me personally, I see this is where this is the start of the sanctification process, right? So the justification process is one hundred percent God. The sanctification process is us and God with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is working in us. Right. It's it's that changing. That's where we believe. The faith comes in. And we confess. It's all in one. And that's why people are like, well, it's no, that's all the justification. Well, no, it's it's both working simultaneously at the same time. Yep. And and this is why I wanted to bring this into the conversation. Because generally when we say or someone says, I don't really feel like a Christian today, are we saying, well, we don't really feel like we believe the gospel? Do we not really feel like God is real? Do we not really feel like Jesus is king of our life? Or, and this is where the works part come into our salvation, or are we just not doing what we're not supposed to be doing? Or is it just the fact of we deal with doubt? Because honestly, it's hard because we're like, oh, we're living for this kingdom and Jesus is going to come back. It's hard to see it, though. Well, and, and the, the big thing is, right, is so in Proverbs, it talks about uh, the heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it, right? But follow your heart, homie. So <laughs> feelings can be, we can be misled by feelings, and this is where we have to be careful on, yes, we are we are an emotional creature. That's how God made us. But we have to find truth and stake our claim on the truth, not our feelings. Mm, okay. And the truth of Scripture says, right, when you do, when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and have the faith, you're saved. And, and if you're his, who can separate you from the love of God? No one. And so... Uh, Based off of my feelings, I would be like, well, I'm to and fro, to and fro, to and fro of whether I'm actually saved or not. But if I stake my claim on the truth of Scripture, right, that's where it's like, okay, no, I, I mess up. I'm human. Even Paul says, and, and, and I believe it's Romans 6 or 7 or 8, one of those three, 
where he talks about, I do the things that I don't want to do and the things I don't want to do, I do, right? So he's still struggling with the flesh, right? We war the tension, the, the tension, right? We're warring against the flesh and the spirit constantly. It's a constant battle. That's why we got to die to flesh, carry across. We see all these little terms that we always say to one another. And that's where that comes in is we're warring against the flesh. And so there are going to be times where we fail because we are not in our perfected state. We are not fully 100% sanctified. We are sanctified in the aspect that we are set apart, but we are not sanctified and holy, right? Uh, and that won't happen until we're with Jesus in heaven, in my opinion. That's, that's the way I believe. And so until then, we're going to constantly war, but it's whether you give up, right? When you give up the war, you're, you're, you're running the race, you fall down, and you're like, ah, screw it, I'm just going to stay down. Uh, that's where you start like, okay, now you're, now you're losing a little bit here, right? You're not, you, you should never give up the race. And that's why, well, are you an actual runner, right? Are you actually competing? Or are you just saying you're competing? So do you think it's wrong to ask the question that a lot of people ask? No, I, I don't think deal it's, with the, deal with the I think it's perfectly normal, but don't stake your, don't stake your faith on feeling, stake your faith on truth, which is scripture. What does the Bible say? When right, you do and, these and I was looking for this verse with Second Corinthians. It's it's from Second Corinthians ten five, another Apostle Paul passage where it says, uh, uh, basically taking uh, take captive every thought. Right, like, and I think that's what it is. Is we're gonna have thoughts that come up and make it obedient to Christ. So I, I pulled up the whole verse right here. Um, it's not the CSB because I can't pull it up that fast. Um, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus, obedient to Christ. And I think it's more the idea of thoughts are going to come up, but we need to put those thoughts in the rightful place. And I think right. this is where I personally struggle, where when these thoughts come up, uh, uh, confession time, Confession time with Mark, where my brain just goes. I'm like, okay, when I take casualty thoughts and go, no, 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 I, I, I know I'm saved because I've done this and I follow Jesus and I, and I believe this. You know, there's also a sense of fear of what happens if I'm giving myself a false assurance and a false reality. Mm. You know, where it's like, oh, I am taking the captive thoughts. Oh, these doubts that I'm having of, oh, was I really bat was I baptized before I was saved or after saved or I don't really feel like a Christian. So, but I didn't take these thoughts captive. Am, am I giving myself a false reality of, of what it is? Or is that just a normal tension in, in the Christian life. So this is where you stake on the truth and not feelings on Hebrews 11, one through three, which you just read. Yep. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen for by this, our ancestors were approved by faith. We understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that were not visible. So that's where we got to go. Okay. I got to have that faith of the things that I don't understand and I got to put my trust in it. Right. Cause that's the reality. Yep. So, so let's, let's start to land the plane then here just a little bit. Oh, so there it is. Land the if plane. Someone would ask you this question point blank and say, mm. you know what, Fuller, I just don't feel like a Christian today. What would, I mean, I know we've already kind of talked about it, but what would you specifically say to that person? Mm. Not, you've already said, you know, trust your facts over feelings, mm -hmm. but is there anything else inside of encouragement that you would give somebody? Hmm. Um, I would say that continue the struggle. Don't just give up and say, I don't feel like a Christian. I would say push, push on and, and continue to ask yourself the questions of why don't I feel that way? And when you ask yourself those questions, go, all right, now I got to dig out my Bible and figure out what does the Bible say about this question that I've had about why I don't feel this way or this question, why I don't feel this way or this question, why I don't feel this. What does the scripture say? Right, because that's what I have to stake my claim in. Right, God is not a man that he should lie. So everything that he directed 
these people to put down in 66 books, uh, they're, they're there for a reason. And so we need to trust that. And we need to trust that God is a, is a faithful father who did not, does not wish to, to do ill to his children, right? We have to trust those things. But there are things that are going to come and, and test our faith, and it's just that's part of natural life, in my opinion. It's not God doing the testing. It's, it's life. And I think part of it goes back to our conversation around the unforgivable sin, where it's like if you're worried about committing the unforgivable sin— you probably haven't. You know, yeah, so I, I've even changed my mind on what I think the unforgivable sin Ooh, actually is. here we go. So I think the unforgivable sin is is exactly what Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 was talking about when it talked about um, if you continue on after knowing the truth, uh, mm. there's no longer, uh, what is it, there's no longer forgiveness for you or something like that. That's paraphrased, very paraphrased. Go look it up. Um, but I think that is more dealing with the fact that you know who God is, who Jesus Christ is, and you are willingly saying, no, that is not the truth. And matter of fact, I'm going to make myself a God. I'm a God. Which is Romans 1. Which is Romans 1. And so I think that's actually what the unforgivable sin, it comes down to I've rejected God and I've made myself God. And at that point, and it's and it's not just that it, all right, you know, I walked away from God, and no, I, I'm not going to serve you, God. And then you come back later on and say, no, I actually do want to serve God. That's not what I believe the unforgivable sin is. I believe the unforgivable sin is you make this choice, and and just like um, Pharaoh, when God hardened Pharaoh's heart and he never turned away from his choice, that's that was right there, the unforgivable sin, right? The Pharisees, Judas, you know, all these signs, or not signs, all these people that were throughout Scripture that, once they got a certain mind track, they didn't turn back from it. And I think that is where the unforgivable sin's at. Hmm. That's just my new opinion. That's fascinating. It, but I didn't know we were going to go into that tonight. Yeah, no, I didn't either, but we did. <laughs> I love it. You know, so I was thinking about this. Of like, If someone asked me this question, what would I say to them? And I was looking at a couple articles, and I actually found this this one article. I'll link it in the show notes from Christianity Today. Um, actually, no, that's a different quote. Um, no, this is from the Christianity Today article. Um, the author was Mark Woods, and I liked what he said, so I'm just going to let him speak instead of me. I'm going to give credit to whom credit is due with that. Uh, he actually gave five responses. All right. He said, if someone asked me this question, here's the five responses that I would give them. All right. Number one is, this is normal. It's normal to to wonder these questions because, like what you said, we are wrestling with our old flesh. We right. are trying to die to ourselves daily, pick up our cross and follow Jesus, and it's not easy. Now, what's, what, what's interesting, though, is Jesus does say, my burden is easy. Oh, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Right. What he calls us to do is easy, but that doesn't mean it's, in, in and of itself, it's easy. I don't know. That might be a good conversation for a different day. That, that's a, that would be a good conversation. Yep. And then the second thing he said is, don't treat the Christian faith like it's a college course. Mm. Basically, a college course like is you that. read a bunch of textbooks, you try to shove your head full of information, so therefore you can pass the quiz and the test. Yeah, there's no the quiz and the test. There's not that. right because <laughs> the Christian knowledge. faith isn't. It's not. Which this is what I struggle because I I feel like my brain is built for that, and I don't want to sequester that. But at the same time, I can't have all my faith in what well, I know. And there's yeah, well, there's also a huge thing. What it comes down to is the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Knowledge is the knowing. Wisdom is the application. Is the doing, right, yeah. So the third one, I thought this one was interesting. He said, don't be obsessed with, or don't be obsessed by the church. And his, his thought was that is normally when people first get saved, 
they all of a sudden jump all the way into the church and do everything, and they forget that, no, 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 we're called to come together, but we're, we're, we're supposed to go back out into it. And sure. everyone starts inward and focusing, and then that's when those um, internal cliques start to form where it's like us against them, yep. and the church starts to take up every spare second of your life. In reality, we're supposed to have fellowship with one another and come together and to worship with one another, but we're called to go out and be the ambassadors as well. Right. And so I think that part, I think we could, we both can rebuttal that one a little bit, um, but that was just what he said. The other one, and I thought this was interesting. He said, don't pay too much attention to how you feel. And I'm like, that seems like a bit of an odd way to put it. Hmm. Don't pay too much attention. And so here's what he means. He says that Christian discipleship isn't about letting the ch- church take over your life. It's about learning to see Christ and show Christ in everything you do. Live, oh, actually, that one's supposed to be obsessed by the church. I put that under the wrong bullet point. So hmm. he says that the church says Christian discipleship isn't about letting the church take over your life. It's about learning to see Christ and show Christ in everything you do. Live a full life, rich in experiences, and praise God for them, which I thought was interesting. But hmm. when he said don't pay too much attention to how you feel, he was leaning into that, the fact of when we feel like these things, that doesn't mean we should walk in them. Like if you feel like, like – husband and wife like if you're like i feel like being a jerk to right. like i feel like being a jerk to beth or a lot of people it's like oh well i don't really feel like my spouse loves me i feel like i want to do this and that's where you know dissension comes that's where affairs come that's where divorces come that's where cheating comes and not not just with marriage but like actually but between friendships as well too where the fact of well i don't really feel like this or i feel like i want to do that because sometimes and i'm trying to teach our kids this of just because you feel like you should respond that way does not mean you should you need to learn how to process when that comes up. When you feel so bad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. One, two, three, four. Daniel Tiger, baby. <laughs> but the last one, and this was the real one. This is the real reason why I wanted to bring this in. And I like the way he put this. He said, keep your eyes, I'll keep your eye on the prize, not mm. on the pathway. And he got this from, from Romans, uh, not Romans, I'm sorry, from Hebrews 12 where it's talking about, you know, keep your eyes focused on Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Right. Because a lot of times when you start to turn your eyes off of Jesus, which is what Peter did, mm-hmm. he took his eyes off Jesus while he was walking on the water and he looked at the situation around him. Right. It's easy for us to fall. It's easy for us to look around us and go, this is awful. Well, now, I do think we need to make sure we're aware of what's around us. Sure. But, I, you know, the way I like, I would like to kind of tie that in is yeah. my analogy is, is sometimes we can get too focused on the tree and lose sight of the forest. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So even even in the church, right, the doing of the serving inside the church, and we lose what the actual focus of what we're called to do, and that's to be ambassadors, right, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves, under which all the commandments reside. That's our calling, right? Once we're saved, that's what we're supposed to do. Now, what that looks like, I kind of agree with uh, with Mister Woods that uh, you know, that's going to be in life experiences. That's going to be you know interacting with people not fully focused on serving in the church, although that is a huge part of it, as you and I have talked about many times, that that is an important part, but it's also having those relationships outside of the church, right? Because that's what we're called to do is to go out and make disciples. Right. But when when we go back to what is the gospel, the gospel is the good news that we can be part of God's family. Like we can be, you know, literally step back into the way that humanity was created to be and have fellowship with God be part of his family, enjoy his creation. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the, the other flip side is we also are forgiven of our sins. We can stand before a holy God. We right. can be brought back into that fellowship and have that communion with him and find that joy and that contentment inside of Jesus. Right. But at the same time, when we start to feel like, oh, I don't really feel like a Christian, sometimes we need to remind ourselves of what is the gospel. Mm-hmm. 
we need to remind ourselves, okay, this is why I decided to follow Jesus, because I believe it to be true. And I believe that God opened my eyes to the reality of the truth of that. But then the last one, I think it goes back to what you said is, what does God call us to do? He says, go out, you know, be my disciples, love your neighbor as yourself. Literally, what James said is, you know, you say you have faith, but I'm going to show you that I have faith. Right. And sometimes when we feel like we're not following Jesus, or we don't feel like we're saved, I think sometimes it's because we're not living the lives we're supposed to live. And sometimes that creates a conflict inside of us. Like we're not really loving our neighbor. We're not really putting feet in, like we're putting feet to our faith. We're just kind of staying in our own little corners. We're just living life. We're just checking boxes. We're doing what we're supposed to do. And we wake right. up and go, man, I just don't feel like a Christian today. Right. Well, feeling like a Christian I don't want to say it's less to do with your faith and more to do with your actions, but I think they go hand in hand to the fact of you have to understand what the gospel is. Right. But then if you're, you know, just like, you know, for us, if we're supposed to be friends, that means we got to hang out with each other. Got to have a relationship. And we got to have a relationship. And I think that goes the same with, with Christianity. And that's where I think the real beauty of the church comes in, yeah. where we're able to come together and have that relationship and that fellowship together and point yeah. ourselves toward Jesus, come together, corporately worship Jesus, and then Bible study is on the part of that. That's where these podcasts come in handy, where we, you know, we get to hang out with you guys during the week and even the Facebook group to encourage you to walk in your faith. So if I would say if someone's not really feeling like they're a Christian today— Sometimes you have to just remind yourself of what the gospel is, which I tend to have to do mm, a lot. Yeah, and just remember that you're not going to be effective going out and being that disciple maker like you're called to be if at first you don't fill your own self. There's an old proverb my godfather used to say of, you can't go and fill somebody else's porridge cup when your porridge cup is empty. You first have to fill your porridge cup. Your relationship with God, right? You have to have that. And relationship I struggle first. with that, man. Yeah. So you have that relationship. You can't really pour into other people. You can fake pouring into other people, but you're not truly going to pour into them. So that's kind of where my final thought. Lies. I like. I say let's just end and get to those fun facts, man. All right, let's do it, bud. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> All right, my dude, you hid this fun fact for me accidentally. It's because I accidentally made no, a copy. No, you, you made know. a copy, but sir. But I have no idea what the fun fact is, so I get to enjoy the fun fact with our audience today, my friend. Well, this is a kind of a disappointing for the person. Oh, oh, not for me. Not for you, I no. thought you called me disappointing. By the way, I'm sorry. I see you got like a lot of quotes you had in here, and we didn't get to It, it took a different route. I'm here wow, for it, man. I didn't, right. want, I didn't want to stick to the script. I wanted to have a real conversation. What, kind of like a real talk podcast? <laughs> but anyways, so the fun fact of the day, did you know the inventor of the microwave appliance received only $2 for his discovery? $2. $2. Percy Spencer was working as a researcher for American Appliance Company, now Raytheon, when he noticed I still that, never heard of them. When he noticed that a radar set using uh, a radar set using electromagnetic waves melted the candy bar in his pocket. He had the idea to make a metal box using microwaves to heat food, but the company was the one to file the patent. That was in 1945, and he received a $2 bonus, but never any royalties. He never received royalties no, got, for making the, 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 the parent hack of a, all time? A $2 bonus. Here you go. Here's two bucks. Did you know that micro? <laughs> I, like, they don't, I think it's Russia. They're not allowed to have microwaves because it's actually like not healthy for you. It's not. So did you know that the way that food and everything gets heated up in the microwave is if you take it down to the molecular structure of it, it's all based off of vibration and friction of water molecules that's what it is the 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 waves the radiation waves or whatever the heck it is the microwaves that go uh -huh, in there uh -huh. actually cause the water molecules in 
ceramic cups and stuff like that to vibrate, which causes the heat. Really? I just know it zaps all the protein out. Not the protein, I'm sorry, all the all the vitamins and nutrients but and all that stuff. That's why, like, when you do, like, rewarming up rice and stuff, you put water in it. I did not do and that And it doesn't yesterday. dry it I out. I should have done that yesterday. Because when you do it, when you heat up rice and it doesn't have water in it, it dries out all the the water molecules in it and becomes real... Huh. Well, look at that. Dry. I did not know. That is a solid fun fact. The guy who invented the microwave got a whole $2 from it. $2. And Mickey now you can buy a microwave for... 50 bucks. Hundreds, hundreds of dollars sometimes too, or cheap. 50 bucks. But either way, guys, we enjoyed hanging out with you guys for another edition of Real Talk Christian Podcast. Reach out to us over, over anywhere, really, but the real place to start is realtalkchristianpodcast.com, where you can get our email address, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. The phone number, 574-400-5352. Instagram, Facebook at Real Talk Christian Podcast. Join the Facebook community because we are having a whole lot of fun over there, and it's not complete until you are in it. So get your butt over there you know i think they can also watch these episodes can't they not just listen you know if you go to youtube and type in real talk, <laughs> real talk christian podcast and uh we'll pop up and what you do is you hit the little subscribe and then the little bell notification ding and that will let you know when we are on the youtube and again if you are anywhere in the michiana michigan area we would love for you to join us over at the n getty music yep. festival at the end of in Le- july leon Di- leonidas leonidas michigan <laughs> there you go ah, anything else for these lovely people my friend i don't think so all right guys well hey until next time then take it easy